What's up? I'm Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. Where we interview successful businessmen and women to let you in on why success doesn't have a single formula to follow. We also have a little bourbon tasting along the way, because why not? Why not? Why not? So guys, please enjoy this episode and let us know your thoughts at Bourbon and Business Podcast on Instagram. Coming to you from the Bourbon and Business Studio here in the Capitol Club in downtown Jackson. I'm Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. How you doing this morning, Dakota? Fantastic, Tyler. How are you? Doing great. Beautiful morning here in the state capitol. Looking at the building, capitol building here from yeah. the Capitol Club. We got a fantastic view here from our new spot. Where is that new spot? So shout out to our sponsor, the Capitol Club. Um, if you're in downtown Jackson or in the surrounding areas, you need to check them out. They have a great lunch here every day. Um, they also have a membership where you can join and do some great business networking, and they have a lot of perks to that. Go online, look up the Capital Club, and you can see all their membership details. And I would say one of the, or probably the best view, view in downtown Jackson. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Dakota, you want to introduce our guest to us today? I do, I do. We are very lucky to have Mr. John Michael Holtman today, who is co-founder and principal of Concord Capital. He's also a broker and real estate investor and developer. John Michael, it's a pleasure to have you today. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Dakota. Glad to be here. What a great resource you guys are providing for the business community here. And um, it's good to be back downtown. I spent 15 years downtown in a neighboring building and some time up here in the Capitol Club eating lunches. So uh, it's great to be back down here with you guys. Absolutely. Glad you're here this morning. You want to tell us a little bit about our whiskey we got this morning? Sure. Today we got some David Nicholson, 1843, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is 100 proof. And according to the bottle, it still possesses the outstanding character and quality established by the David Nicholson Distillery, original 1843 recipe. Well, really cool bottle. Yep. Definitely a cool bottle. I'm going to give it a... 7.6. 7.6. 7.6. So really okay. good bourbon. Uh, you know, what'd you pay for that bottle? $28, $30, something yeah. like that. So for 28, 30 bucks, I mean, it's a great day drinker um, or night drinker. You know, most people probably don't drink. <laughs> let's, at, let's do a night at, drinker. <laughs> night, great morning drinker. I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for a whiskey at nine in the morning, this is yeah. it. So. Fantastic. John Michael, uh, thank you for coming on today. And just, we'd like to start this off. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up, and then how you got into the business that you are today. Sure. Thank you. So I grew up in Kentucky, uh, in the land of of bourbon, and I should probably know more about it, but I don't. Uh, I could never afford nice bourbon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, you know, um, but yeah, I grew up in Kentucky, Nicholasville, Kentucky, just outside of Lexington, and um, got to Mississippi by way of Mississippi College for a plans to play basketball all through and uh that lasted a couple of years and then uh transferred to mississippi state which sparked an interest in real estate actually not through a specific real estate program but at that time uh a professor james chrisman had a class uh entrepreneurship and uh i had always been fascinated by entrepreneurship and uh had a passion for real estate and entrepreneurship through that through that class and that sparked that and that led me to 
going around doing what you guys are doing today and what you guys have done such a great job with this podcast, but going around and talking to various people that were in the profession and learning more about the industry and really that 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 behind the driver behind in the passenger seat learning about the business that ultimately me led me to Jackson and uh blessed now with a wife and three kids and we uh live in Jackson she does all the real work uh right now she's she's taking care of our three kids and we're up here um so but yeah live in Jackson um love it you know it's a it it, it was probably a little bit unorthodox i often get asked like yeah, I remember when I first moved here, people were like, "What are you doing here?" And I used to think I was like, "Man, what a what a weird way to start a conversation." <laughs> um, but the real reality reality is it's such a family here, and you know, if you've grown up here, people are used to being from here. Uh, but it's been a great place. We uh, love being here. Well, tell us a little bit. You know, you're in the real estate development side of things, and just curious. You know, with us being in downtown Jackson, I know things are, are starting to boom around here a little bit. What's the what's the outlook on that right now? You know the outlook on the local level is um, it's certainly it's it's certainly going through a period of change, right? And so you know um, you've got kind of some higher level macro headwinds against us with financing and with challenges to get deals done. I think the narrative you often hear is I remember we'd have people in downtown and people be like downtown is dead and there's this and there's that and you know occupancy uh, it is a little softer right now in downtown um but like on highland colony it's strong as it's ever been and in downtown occupancy is a little bit better than probably people say and we'd have people from other areas and they'd say man we love we love the community of downtown jackson we love the way this looks you're your um, your downtown is well kept, and so the narrative you often hear from the public is, "Don't go downtown; it's terrible and it's dangerous." And for years that we spent down here, it was uh, it was quite the opposite. Yeah, and I you know I had to have to say that Jackson has one of the most beautiful downtowns does. I think in the South. Yeah. And I mean, just being out here this morning, I mean, it's just a great atmosphere, and I'm excited for the future of Jackson, and and hope hopeful that it will come back and be one of the greatest downtowns that you can go to in the in the south so. yeah where do you see the the real estate market going in the coming years so you you were here through kind of the the 08 situation and and saw what that was like and where do you see this current environment and i know interest rates i mean they change by the year right yeah. and so they're going to go up they're going to go down depending on inflation all that kind of stuff whatever the fed wants to do uh, the Federal Reserve, that is. So what do you, where do you see the market going in the future for local houses, for spec houses, for business, real estate, for office buildings, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think, you know, I could I can speak probably a little bit better to what we're doing. Um, there's there's probably better people that can talk about the housing market. I do think with the low interest rate environment, we did see a lot more people buying secondary homes, Airbnb and uh, you know Airbnb became popular and people were taking an opportunity to buy a second home and we saw that. We also saw a lot of institutional money camp come into the housing market, which goes both ways, right? So you know, some people look at that and say, oh, that's a little scary. Institutions are coming up and they're converting all these to rentals. And so you're becoming your housing inventory, which main, which used to be mainly owner occupied, has shifted over to a higher renter occupied situation with institutional and private equity coming in. 
So I think we've definitely seen more of that over the last recent years. Um, I've been in, in the business since 2006. Um, you know, a lot of guys that hadn't been in much longer than that have never seen interest rates like we've seen right now. And they've never seen them raise at a clip that we've seen. So, you know, interest rates have more than doubled. Um, the Fed continues to push, probably held them down a little bit too long. And now they're catching up for that. And, um, you know, probably the biggest thing is looming is everybody's paying attention to we got $1.5 trillion in debt maturing over the next three years in commercial real estate. And so if you're a bank right now and you're looking at that and you've got a troubled portfolio and values were higher because of a lower cost of money and people were paying more and then they were financing it on shorter term debt, well, they're going to have a discussion. Something's going to have to happen. And so... That's what everybody's paying careful attention to. I think a couple narratives are, you know, it's going to be another 08. Um, I got in the business around 08. I had no money. I was learning the business. And so um, thankfully, I survived 08. A lot of people, it was, it was a tough time. But, you know, if you, look, if you look at what we're experiencing right now, I was talking to an appraiser the other day, and um, he was saying uh, of the... 150 major banks interviewed, the majority of them all said they do not see rates to start f- rates falling again until maybe Q3 of next year. That's a little further out than I think a lot of people in my position were, were wanting because we're sitting here trying to finance deals right now and put deals together and the sellers still have pricing of last year or the year before but your interest rate is much higher. So it pushes your spread to really tight levels. So I think that's what everybody's paying attention to. So one thing that we have noted here, it says that you're big on people. What does that mean and what does that look like? You know, I think, I think for me, it ties in, first of all, I would say to my core belief system and who I am, you know, as a, as a believer and Christian, I, th- I think you, you, you can't read through scripture and see the life that that Jesus lived surrounding and serving people and say, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to skip that part. <laughs> and so I think for me, I think that that's part of it. I also think, you know, one th- the thing that I look at is um, people, people don't care how much you know until they know that you care. I think it was uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt that said that. And um, a lot of times I would, I would tell younger people this, you know, when we're young growing, we think we got to try to know it all. And the more I learn, it's more about caring for people. And um, I'll give you an example. This week, uh, my kids give me a hard time now. I got a six-year-old and I, I saw him. I came home the other day and he had my ear pod, he had the AirPods popped into his ear and was walking around the house pretending he was me talking a conversation probably does a better job than I actually do in my business but he has him in his ear and he's going around pretending these phone calls and I think they just think I talk on the phone all day but oftentimes uh, I, I had a situation this week and this would be a prime example there's a guy I got on the phone with and um, you know we're both in the business where we're calling people we don't always hear back do we right away no, not always. No, we don't hear back right away. And sometimes when we think that, sometimes some people say, man, why didn't that guy call me back? He didn't even message me. He didn't do anything like that, right? So I had called a guy. I didn't hear back for three or four days, right? 
um, when I hear back from him, I could tell something was a little different and he leads in with, sorry, but it was this. So, you know, we all live busy lives, right? I'm calling for a purpose. I want to, tr- I want to try to work through what I'm, what, what I'm calling him about, but I could tell in that moment, there was something a little bit bigger. And, uh, sadly he had just lost a friend, uh, to, to who took his own life. And in that moment, it led us down a path, um, talking about, a couple situations of guys that we knew that were struggling with mental health. And on the outward level, I had a situation last year that it just completely shocked me. On the outward facing level, this guy had it all figured out. He he was he was on paper, he was living the the real estate dream. He ran a huge fund. His fund had recycled multiple times over. Everything was good. Yeah, you know, I got off that phone and paused for a minute, and I felt like it, it was brought to me that just business cannot simply be transactional. It's got to be more than transactional. And the people that I've observed do it the best um, build and maintain authentic relationships. So much and so much truth to that, you know, and I think especially being here in Mississippi, you know, business is done a lot of times on a personal level. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to do not always, but for the most part, if I can do business with someone that I know and trust, I'm going to do that, even if it costs me a little bit more money than someone that I don't know. And that's one thing I preach to a lot of the guys that, that work for us out there are the girls that work for us out there that say like, Hey, you know, take the time to get to know the people that you're, you're trying to call on or the people that you're trying to work with. And, and so many times, like you said, been sitting in conference rooms with people and, and you think everything's all right. And then you realize you may be at the table to close a deal and realize that, you know, something major is going on in their life. And we, we tend to miss that a lot. As yeah. people and in our society, and you know, I think that that's a, a big thing that needs to be talked about is the mental health uh, crisis that we have going on. And you know, I don't know what plays into that. I don't know if it's the busyness of you know of our lives now. I don't know if it's how connected we are. You know, you spoke to talking about not not responding. I used to, I used to always, especially when I was early in my career, I was it bothered me. If people didn't call me right. back or text me back. Well, now I my phone over there has like 60 or 70 text messages that, that have not been responded to. Right. And I'm sure those people are like, you know, I texted him and he hadn't texted me back. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's more of a, at this point, so I don't forget to text you back. But it mm-hmm. may be two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that we forget that a lot of times that people do have so much going on. Um, And so that's a great thing to touch on this morning. Mm-hmm. So. Think it might be a good time for a bourbon break? I think so. So I actually kind of like it. I feel like you didn't really like it very much. <laughs> I mean, it, I did. A 7.6. 7.6, that's a good rating. It's better than 6, I guess. Better than 7. <laughs> it's better than 1. 7.6, so, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a pretty good rating. I so. thought it was, it's got a lot of flavor to it. It's got a little bite to it. Um, I'm going to go 8.0. So Dakota always goes the opposite way of me. <laughs> like he can never say, hey, I'm going to land close to where Tyler does. I'm going to. That's not true. I'm going to throw whatever number I, out I can to make the math a little bit harder. Look, the earlier episodes, I was I was kind of neck and neck with you. We were right there. But I'm just developing my own flavor profile. My palate is a little different. So, Well, great bottle of bourbon. You know, nothing wrong with it. 7.6, great rating. Um, you know, I think 8.0. 8. 
great rating. Yep. So if you go back and listen to them, so we'll get uh, we'll get your rating here at the end and and figure out where we, where we land at on that. So. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just to to preface this, John Michael and I, I mean, I I approached him, I guess, over a year ago. Um, and I was like, Hey man, I'd, I'd love to just meet for coffee like once every other week and just pick your brain on business. Um, obviously successful businessman, um, great reputation in the, in the community. And that's especially great for a guy like we talked about earlier, who is not from Jackson. He, he didn't grow up here. He didn't have family that he could lean on for reputation and there's nothing wrong with that, but he had to build it from the ground up, which is, it just speaks volume to your character and who you are, um, and what your passions are. So. That kind of leads into our next question um, of something that you and I've been talking about recently is, uh, you know, how do you push past that initial rejection or failure in life? Because there's a lot of business owners out there who hit a hit that first wall, I'm going to say, because everyone hits it and they go, golly, this just I don't think this is for me. You know, this this owning a business stuff, I just can't do it. So how do you push past that? How do you how do you where's your mind mindset at? Yeah, great question. I think. It, you, you've, we've, we've seen great stories written through perseverance and overcoming adversity, right? Some of, some of the greatest things. Um, and, um, look, I, I'm faced with rejection probably every day. Um, there is something, if you're in the business field and you're working hard enough, I remember when working with, with younger guys getting into the business and, and training and hiring a team, Guys would be like, man, I just, you know, they would, they would work so hard on that. You probably know the feeling, Tyler. They would work so, and you, Dakota, they would work so hard on that one client, right? And then would, and then it would, what, what would happen? It would inevitably fall apart. And I'm like, well, what about the 10 others? Oh, I hadn't talked to them here lately. And I'm like, because you were laser focused on this one. And, uh, you know, I want you cast in a wider net. You're going to face rejection. I think a few things that have been pivotal to me is, um, is one I, I face it every day. Um, when I first in 2016, when I first were were, were kind of moving and uh, had been in brokerage and was starting to put together deals and buy properties and accumulate relationships with investors and put together deals that made them money and man, I went like oh for thirty. I mean, I struck out on thirty straight deals and I thought there is no way. When am I going to get something done? And uh, suddenly it just started clicking and I, you know, got the one and then the one went to the two and then the two went to the three. And so I think there was that. I think for me, um, you know, even tracing back to coming from a basketball family, from a basketball state, moving to Mississippi, having identity wrapped around it and um, hoping you'd write a, a great looking story of a, of a basketball career that was shorter lived and and, and met with failure in, in, in a couple of years. But, you know, but for that failure, I, I, I don't know that I really try and find my true passion in, in working passion in real estate because uh, the, the pivot from basketball to finding real estate. I see what you did there, the pivot. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> was, uh, was important for me. So, um, you know, yeah, I think you just have to learn that, if you are taking enough shots, taking enough swings, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fail. Like that great Michael J- Michael Jordan quote that he's got. Yeah, and I think you know pretty much everybody we've interviewed on here, and if you go and 
listen, you can read books for successful business people, you know, here in the United States and across the world. All of them had failure. And, and I think the, the difference in the people that are successful and that are not successful are the ones that can stomach that failure. The ones that can say, hey, you know what, like, I know I failed today, but that doesn't define my tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have the opportunity tomorrow to go win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes failure is is a good is a win. You know, mm-hmm. that failure could could lead you into the next thing in life that where you need to be at. Yeah. Um, and you may not have been able to see that before then. And another thing you touched on that I really liked, you know, Damon John, I think, I, I think it was him that said it. Uh, I saw him speak in person. It was a couple months ago. But he said, you know, and I've, I've heard other people say this. I don't know that he came up with this, but that your network is your net worth. Yeah. And that is such a big, big thing. You know, the the relationships you invest in, um, like Dakota taking you for coffee or y'all getting coffee on a weekly basis. I think that's what y'all said. Um, those, you know. They may not ever, you know, financially, you know, may not pay off, but, you know, from a wisdom standpoint and then the connections that, hey, you may have that you connect Dakota to at some point or Dakota may have that he connects you to at some point. You can't put a price tag on that. And and the more people that you're able to have that relationship with, you know, I think from a business standpoint, you it almost makes it to where there's nobody. Nobody's a stranger that, hey, you can get into the boardroom, wherever you need to get get to, and you talk to these people because maybe you have a mutual connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas otherwise, you're never gonna get in to talk to these people because mm-hmm. they don't know you. So it, it so much wisdom there. From that. I mean, look, it's four dollars for a great cup of coffee at Native in Jackson, you know, and it's forty five minutes of conversation, and you know, you it's it's an investment of your time and a very few dollars. You know, great conversation. Me and Holtman have talked about a lot of stuff and. It's it's been wonderful to learn from him and, and his past failures and mistakes, and I hope he learns from my past failures and mistakes too, and we can kind of grow each other in that way. And like you said, it's you know, I mean, we go to church together at Foundry Church, but aside from that, like we don't see each other out in the business world day to day. But you just make that you walk up, you ask him for a cup of coffee, and you see where it goes. It's without being bold in that step, then that relationship doesn't happen. You know, it's the the point you just touched on, Dakota. Though I I think that's an important one for whoever's listening right now. Though is when you and I had seen each other in church, uh, known each other, may, maybe served a little bit, but you went up and um, said, "Let's start getting together. Want to talk? Want to meet? Want to want to learn? Want to bounce off ideas?" Sometimes I think people need to swallow their pride and do that. And, and, you know, what I would say to that is, man, I walk away many times after a, a conversation with Dakota and I say, man, like it's doing so many great things so much. Well, so, so much better than when I was doing at that age. And, and, um, and there's often times where I feel like I'm, I'm gaining a lot through our time together. Man, I think it's por- important. I was sitting in a coffee shop the other day and there were there was a young couple there and a guy turned around and said hey man tell me about uh saving versus investing like young couple not married yet just approached a stranger i don't know why they 
you know, said something to me. Well, something about you just said, man, that guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> looked like a nerd over there or something. And, uh, and I don't even know that I'm qualified to speak. And I was late for a meeting or something, but I'm like, man, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. But, you know, I thought to myself after, that guy's going to go hustle. He's going to seek out people, seek out relationships, go figure out how to get better. Your network is your net worth, that thing, who you're surrounding yourself, your people group, you know, something like that. We can think about that with health. You know, you can yeah. apply that to health, man. Like, there's so many things. There's so many good takeaways from that. But but what I would say to people is what what Dakota did there and what some people are unwilling to just seek out the relationship and say, I want to learn. And look, that doesn't just apply to young people. Man, never stop learning. Like, don't feel like you got it figured out. Well, and, I, and there's, you know, I think everybody needs a group of people, a group of close friends that they can call on and bounce ideas off of. And, you know, I know that we're all believers here and the Bible speaks to that, that says, hey, you know, that you, it's wise to have counsel to people, to people to talk to. And that, you know, that does apply to life that, you know, when you're going out and making these big decisions in life, you know, I would say it's not wise to make that on your own. You know, Great point. have people that you can trust that, you know, that will tell you the hard things and say, hey, you know, most things that you're going through, someone else has already been through. Yeah. And, you know, you don't you don't have to learn it the hard way. I'm not saying that you, you're going to learn some stuff the hard way. Yeah. But, you know, there's also people that's already been where you've been in business or life and that can say, hey, you know, maybe you need to step back and look at it through the through this lens. Because we can, when we get into a business mindset, we can get excited about the deal, excited about, you know, what the future is and how we see it. But sometimes that excitement can lead us astray. And so I think it's you always... Get that tunnel vision, too. Yeah. Like those uh, young guys that you were talking about in your business who just laser focused on that one client. And it's like, man, if you guys would have just asked, I could have told you, don't laser focus on that one client. Let's let's yeah. broaden the horizon here yeah. and, and keep our focus big. And to their credit, because they may have been listening, they're doing a much better job. <laughs> they have learned that. Well, you learn from your failures, right? You don't learn from your successes. So uh, quickly, Holtman, what, in your opinion, what's the best way to make a difference, whether you're brand new in an industry or you've been CEO for 30 years? Great question. Uh, I think uh, learn to add value learn learn how you can add value i think that applies to a ceo i think that applies to an entry-level person i think that applies to mid-level um we touched on it a minute ago seek out you know mentors that are doing it the right way what's the worst they're going to tell you no i can't meet with you i mean swallow your pride and move on all right <laughs> um and um but i would say learn to add value uh would be one that i would say um you know, don't focus too much on who gets the credit. You know, the 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 team important. Uh, the team. One of my um, mentors and I share the the quote that talks about um, we'd all accomplish a lot more if we didn't care who got the credit. Um, and so, so true. Um, I think sometimes people will obsess on who gets the credit and um, um, give the credit to the team, um, but. The other thing I will say is, and this sounded so basic and elementary, you know, when you're starting. I remember when I started in real estate, I had a, a attorney tell me, hey, man, uh, if you want to have sustained success, um, just be honest, take care of people uh, and do things the right way. 
And I'm like waiting for this golden nugget. Like, man, I'm waiting for the trade secret. Yeah. This guy's got like 40 years history. He's worked with all the biggest, baddest developers, investors all over multiple states. I'm thinking I'm going to get some really good thing. And I'm like hanging on. I'm like, yeah, you got a little bit more? And he's like, no. <laughs> Is that it? Just do that. And um, through the years, as I've looked back, I've said, you know what? Like, there was a lot of wisdom in that because a lot of times people will look uh, and I've seen it. They'll look for the the quick approach, the shortcuts to success, the, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And there's a right way to do business. There's a right way to deal with people. There's a right way to deal with our competition, right? Like there's a right way to do it. Um, and then there's a wrong way to do it. And so I, you know, that what he told me there has kind of stuck with me that, um, you know, it felt so basic, but, you know, we've seen the opposite end of that. Yeah, and I think the honesty thing you you touched on, I think a lot of people think, well, that's, you know, a given or that's easy. But in business, it, it's not. You know, there, there are going to be times in business that, you know, and it may be as simple as, and, I you know, I can just speak for my career. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was given the opportunity to, pro- or it wasn't probably to close the biggest deal of my life in my career field. And I knew, though, in the back of my mind that I was not ready to handle that yet. And, you know, part of me said, hey, you know, you're crazy to turn this deal down. But I knew that I wasn't ready. So I mm-hmm. had to go to the table and say, hey, you know, this is not not something I can handle. I don't feel like I can properly handle it for you. And had to let that go. And, you know, fast forward several years later, we were able to close that deal because we are in that place now. Yeah. Um, but had I had I taken that at that time, it would have ruined that relationship with those people and probably my reputation for what I do. And so for, I would say, you know, people that are getting started and maybe you have that deal out there or whatever it is to know that, you know, honesty is not just, Hey, me telling you the, the truth. It's also me telling you that, Hey, maybe I can't handle this. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's a hard thing to do in business, but it's the right thing to do. And if you want to have success moving forward after you have to look past just that one deal. Yeah. So. That's a great point there. That would be the other one I would add. So you answered it for me, but self-awareness. I just think in any form, uh, being self-aware and learning that and knowing your blind spots are critical. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a good ad there. Thank you, Tyler. Well, we appreciate you coming on today. Uh, Pleasure having you. You want to give us a rating on the bourbon? Give us your thoughts? Yes. I like it. Smooth. Good. I appreciate it. I don't know that I'm qualified to actually give the rating. Um, we aren't either. It's okay. <laughs> but I am going to go with a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Good luck with that math there, Tyler. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to land at a 7.7 7 for this. I think that's great, so, yeah. Yeah, that's right off the cuff there, you know. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on today. We always like to take this time. You know, I know in your business, it – it's probably a little different than most businesses, but if someone wanted to reach out to you for, for whatever reason, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you or your company? So sure. Um, uh, social media, email. Um, I can put either one of them in y'all's material or, um, or but uh, yeah, social media and email would be the two. What's your email real quick? Uh, John Michael. It's long. It's super long. It's too long. We got to figure that out. John Michael at comp concord companies.co 
not dot m dot not the m but john michael at concord companies.co got it well dakota it was a pleasure likewise to all our listeners thank you for tuning in this week uh if you would go follow us on social media and however you stream this podcast if you give us a rating we'd greatly appreciate it we'll see you next week hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you have any feedback or would like to be featured, reach out to us at bourbonandbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at bourbonandbusinesspodcast. Thanks again for listening. Follow us for more content and info on the next episode.